Your business exists because you had the idea to start it. Everything begins in our minds. That's why your business results cannot outgrow your current level of thinking. Do you want to serve more clients, make more money, without working more or burning yourself out? Grow yourself first as a leader of your business, because that's who you are, a leader, even if you're the only person in your business right now. When you lead yourself first, the business results will always follow. My name is Maggie Perotkin. I'm an international business and leadership coach, an expert in business mindset, strategy, and high performance. I created the Diamond Effect podcast to help you elevate your thinking, expand your perspective, and through it, grow your business without overwhelm. So let's get started. Hello, hello, Diamond Effect leaders and listeners. Welcome to episode number 95. The 100th episode is coming and I still have no idea how to celebrate it and how to make it special, but I will think about it and I 100% believe that the idea will come to me. Today's podcast inspiration, being in charge of your money, came from a few things happening together at the same time or the conversations or things that I had. I thought I have to do a podcast about it because I'm very passionate about my clients having basic financial education and understanding their business finances so they can make better decisions for their business and ultimately themselves as individuals, but also business leaders. So I would tell you about those things that kind of came together in the past couple of weeks, and then we'll dive into the topic. First thing was a conversation I had at a networking meeting. I love networking, not only for the amazing people I get to meet, but also for the conversations that happen. And of course, I network within business owners networking groups. So some of those business owners are my potential ideal clients. So I love to have conversations with them to see what are their challenges, what they're striving for, what are their fears and things like that. And the conversation we had was about money and setting money goals. And the conversation started in a way where some business owners in the group were saying, well, I don't set money goals because I'm not motivated by money. And for me, that's not a good reason not to have money goals when you run a business and a little bit as an excuse. And I want to dive into it just a little bit because I feel really strongly and passionate about this subject as a business coach. First of all, I'm not going to spend a lot of time about it. So I want to send you to Diamond Effect Podcast episode number five. So one of the very first episodes where I do talk about setting money goal and why it is important to do it when you have a business. Some of that will be explained there. But here's what I want to say. Setting money goals in the business, it's not about you being motivated by money. So only because you set money goals does not mean that you're motivated by money, which usually implies, oh, I'm not motivating by money, because if I was, I would be a bad person, right? Those are our limiting beliefs about money that I'll address later on. That's not what it's all about. First of all, 
Majority of human beings on this planet are not motivated by money once our basic needs are met, meaning we have roof on our head, we have food, our bills are paid, and we don't need to worry that much about it. When that is covered, 90% of human beings are not motivated by money anymore. And that's proven scientifically through research. That's like the pyramid of basic Maslow's needs of human beings. That's how we operate, right? So think about it. If you were worrying about feeding your children and if you didn't have anywhere to work, you would do any work for any money just to get out of it, right? Like money would be a motivator. I know that for me for sure. Like if I, my children would have to be hungry, I would, all I would care is how do I make more money? I need to feed my children. However, the moment you start making more and that's what happened, you know, one of my decisions to start my business was in my corporate career, I was already at that level where I was making good salary. So my basic needs were met and then my need for growth and fulfillment and not having stress and time flexibility and all that, those needs became more important than making extra $20,000. And I'm not unique in that. We all are like that. We're not about human beings. And setting money goals in your business doesn't make you that a bad human being. What it does is it allows you to understand your business and make better decisions for your business and then ultimately for your personal finances. Allow It allows you to be proactive and have more impact and help more people down the line. Because if you don't understand how much money is coming in, how much money is coming out, you can't plan for, let's say, investments to grow your business, to help more people better, faster. You will be surprised by taxes you need to pay or things, unexpected expenses that will happen that you are not prepared for. Ultimately, by not understanding the money in your business, not setting the goals and tracking those things, you're hurting your personal finances, the future of your business, meaning the future people you need to help. Now, what I want to say is that it's not about setting money goals and then thinking about it every day and trying to be motivated by it when you're not. It's about understanding how much money your business needs to generate in order for it to operate, be profitable, so you can take some money home, so you can invest money in, so invest money in, into the growth of your business. But day to day, of course, you will always break down that number into how many clients do I need to help, right? To understand what you need to do. So then day to day, you can think about those clients right? Day to day, you can be thinking about, I want to help X amount of clients. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Another thing that happened that gave me an inspiration for this episode was actually watching a new Netflix show done by an American, I think, personal finance coach. His name is Ramit. And the show is either how to get rich or how to live your rich life, something like that. And the show is about personal finance and the coach walking usually couples through their personal finance. What really struck me through that show is people's fears and emotional responses to finance 
the fact that the couples don't really talk about money between themselves and that people have a lot of fears about it. And even though you know it, but when you see it in the show and you see how it affects personal relationships of people, like my eyes open. And maybe because between me and my husband, we talk about money, we're very open about it. We have joint accounts, everybody knows, like we don't have any taboo around it, right? It's just a normal conversation between us without big emotions. We don't fight about money or anything like that. It was a bit eye-opening to me to realize that because some people are not financially educated, they don't understand how money works and so on. And for none, none of their fault, right? Like maybe they carried from the home or also like through school, they didn't have the opportunity and so on. And because they don't know the topic, it makes the money taboo. And when we don't know something and we don't understand how it works, it creates discomfort, right? We're almost scared of it because we don't know how to talk about it. So then what happens? Money holds power over us because we need it at least to meet basic needs, but we don't know how it works. We don't understand and therefore it becomes the taboo or that topic that everybody avoids. And then because we don't know how to talk about it, when people do start try to talk about it in a relationship, it can be very corrosive or explosive. So what I want to say that talking about money, understanding your money, understanding how it works, in and maybe starting in your business, maybe that's easier than in personal life, then it will just normalize it in your brain and it will just become a thing, thing that you talk about, the same way you talk about shows and so on. And the third reason is that as a CEO of your business, again, it's impossible to keep scaling and growing your business if you do not understand your finances. If you are surprised because you look at your, your bookkeeper does your bookkeeping once a year and in April of one year, you only find out what you made and whether you were profitable or not the last year, it's just impossible to be proactive about it. So you're robbing yourself from an opportunity to use the cash flow and the money that's coming in and out of your business in your favor to make strategic decisions about it, to align your goals with how the cash flow works and so on, to plan for things. And that is long term, it's not going to work, right? Long term, it will hurt your business. So the sooner you start talking about it, the sooner you start understanding it, the better. And it really starts by setting goals. Because what happens also is when you set a goal, your mind will bring up all the fears, all the emotional response that's already there is just hidden and repressed. So by setting money goals, you're bringing it up to the surface and allowing yourself to grow as a leader. If you deal with it, with all those emotions or mindset things, and we'll talk about it, you just allow yourself to grow. So let's talk about being in charge of your business mind. The first thing I want to talk about is having a bookkeeper as soon as possible. 
That's one of the first things you should think about outsourcing in your business, unless yourself, you're a bookkeeper or you have so much education and you know how to do it. So then maybe the first thing you would outsource is admin tasks. But what I want to tell you is, even though I know and I understand how to do basic bookkeeping, I am glad and happy that I have a bookkeeper and I don't have to do it. Now, the moment you actually incorporate your business and you have a corporation and not like a solopreneur or LLC, I think in US, then you do want to hire a professional bookkeeper and accountant to make sure that everything is recorded properly because then that gets complicated, right? So unless you have education in it, it just, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble, unnecessary trouble and mess. So have a bookkeeper. Now, one thing I want to say is that whenever you can, or as soon as you can, ask for a good bookkeeper to keep your books up to date, ideally at least quarterly. So whenever you go each quarter, you actually have an understanding. You can have a conversation with them and look what you made, the expenses that came out and so on. And even for me as a business coach, when I talk to my clients, we talk finances. So when their finances are a mess, like that's the one first thing I ask them to to kind of fix and work through because it's hard to make informed decisions. If you're very early in your business and you can track your expenses on your own in and out on the side just to understand it, then maybe bookkeeping could be semi-annually, but I would really recommend quarterly, okay? And then as your business grows and you have more transactions, more clients, more expenses, you will probably want to get to some point at monthly. You probably don't need to get past that unless you have like an eight, nine figure business and you have a lot of transactions, then you might want to, and there are bookkeepers like that, you might want to have your bookkeepers keep almost the books up to date in real time. And that is possible through a lot of automations and so on. So then you can look at those things whenever you want to, but then meetings could be monthly. So between the bookkeeper and an accountant, so a person who understands corporate finance, the taxes and so on, who can then advise you how to manage your money, you want to have good people or a person. Sometimes you can find people doing both in your corner. So we want to have some great advisors in your corner. It's very important. It will save you a ton of money and in taxes down the line. And it will also allow you to make way better decisions. The second thing is grow yourself as a CEO in financial literacy and an understanding how you make money, what you spend it on, and how it affects your tax liabilities and what, you know, what do you take out? What do you pay yourself so you can support your family? What do you want to keep in your business to, you know, plan for growth and invest and so on? You don't need to be a financial wizard and specialist to do that. You can have, all you want to do is have an understanding of how the money works in your business. And that's what you want to start, right? You don't need to start your financial education, understanding how the economy works and all the complicated stuff. Just your business. It's a great start. 
or personal finance or both. So then you can have a high level partnership type of conversation with your bookkeeper, with your accountant, or once your business is bigger, maybe you have a fractional CFO, right? Your chief financial officers. So then this way, you don't take their opinion and their word as a gospel that you just blindly implement without questioning anything, but you're able to take their advice have a high level, great conversation with them, and then make your own decisions that are aligned with the goals you have for your business, that are aligned with the vision you have for your business. Because sometimes, and I've seen that in you know corporations and in my relationship with the finance people, sometimes finance people tend to be more conservative, right? They're more risk averse. They're all about compliance and so on. And that's great because that's their job, right? They need to look out for that and protect you as a business owner, not to get in any trouble with IRS or CRA and make sure that you're in compliance and all those things, right? Especially if you get audited. But your job as a CEO is to grow your business, make an impact, help more people and so on, be innovative. Sometimes being very conservative doesn't work. But when you're educated and you have that very powerful conversation with a financial person, then you can make better decisions. Right? You take their advice, you look at your goals and so on, and you find the right balance for your business. I educate my clients on some financial basis. Again, I'm not an accountant. I'm not a CPA. However, I have education in finance or through my MBA, through my university, through you know being a business leader, corporate leader, managing budgets, having you know, regular meetings with financial analysts and so on and so forth. So I understand how finance and business works. And I want to give my clients at least some basic education. So, for example, even in Diamond Effect Group, that's group for very early stages entrepreneurs, we have some videos in Business Skill Learning Portal about money mindset and some basic finances. I also ask my clients to report their revenue, so the money that they make, to me, at least on a quarterly basis, usually monthly, so I can see how they're doing and the results that I'm helping them create, right? If they're going in the right direction or not in the right direction. And we have conversations about it, so then it normalizes the talk, right? As we have more money conversations, they understand their money in their business and they're more willing to talk and the emotions, we remove the high emotions out of it. We, we have grounded CEO boss-like conversations, right? With my one-on-one clients who are more advanced, if their finances are not cleaned up, our conversations allow them to understand why it's important to clean up. They get them to clean up so we can be very strategic and we can plan things. We can proactively prevent challenges and not be surprised by the taxes that need to be paid or reduce the burden or make some decisions about investments, right? And I encourage them to talk to their accountant, to talk to their bookkeeper. It's so important. I can't stress this enough. And then the third thing is, and that's probably where you even want to start. If you don't have a bookkeeper, you never looked at your finances and money scares you, this is where you actually want to start, is understand 
your current money mindset or your money philosophy. And that could be like a little bit digging into your mind and something that maybe you wanted to avoid depending on, again, how were you raised. Very often our money mindset comes from our parents and so on, right? So think about how were you brought up? Why was the money talked about in your family? How was it talked about? Are you thinking that maybe if you start talking about money and understanding money or setting money goals, that it will make you a bad person So you're not even doing that? And you're saying, well, I don't set money goals because I'm not motivated in by money. But what it really means is, oh, I don't want to be perceived as a bad person. So you want to understand that. Like, do you use money to, let's say, feel good, meaning retail therapy, right? I have some money, I go away, spend it because... I don't know how to keep it or I want to feel good and I'm looking for things that I buy to make me feel good. Like, is that a thing? Awareness first. And then know that whatever beliefs you acquired or understanding you acquired, and if those things don't serve you, you can always change it, right? Because what are beliefs? Beliefs are thoughts that we think over and over and over until our brain makes them like a habit and decides that it's the truth of the world, even though it's not. We can change those beliefs by educating ourselves, understanding, and choosing to think something different. But you can only do that when you really bring to the surface and understand your current way of thinking about money. And the best way to do it is by setting a money goal. Trust me all those thoughts will come up. I know that sometimes it's hard to talk about money with an accountant or even with a coach because you're afraid of being judged, right? You're afraid of being judged by maybe your lack of understanding or by the amount of money you make or the amount of expenses you have or whatever. All I can say as a coach, I have no judgment about my client's business finances at all. I am completely neutral. This is my job. That's what we do as coaches. I hold space for my clients and we just discuss the things. Because what I also teach my clients is that our circumstances, anything in life is neutral. The amount of clients we have, what we do, what type of services we offer, the amount of money we make, our finances, this is neutral. It's what we think about it and what we make it mean that evokes emotions. So if we make that mean, oh, I'm not making enough money, I'm not a good enough entrepreneur, and I feel embarrassed. But if I make it mean I'm doing my best, I'm just starting, this is the amount of money I make, and I might not know how money works, but I'm willing to learn, then that will evoke a different emotion. Okay, so as a coach, I'm neutral. There's no judgment. It's just a circumstance. So what it allows me to do is help you, train you to also become neutral about it and be calm and grounded and start having meaningful conversations and start educating you on it. And then attach the meaning to those circumstances that serves you rather than not. We're getting rid of shame and discomfort and taboo and fear and moving into money is just a thing. The more I understand it, the better I can manage it. 
the better, the more proactive I am, the better I can manage it, the better I manage it, the more people I can help. I'm going to finish today's episode by saying a quote from George Adair, who says, everything you want is on the other side of fear. You can get past the fear of thinking about and talking about money. It's safe for you to make money because as an entrepreneur, when you help people, you make money. If you make more money, that means you helped more people and it's safe to do and you should be doing it and you should be doing it more and more, helping more people. Setting money goals does not mean you're motivating by money. It means you're a highly performing CEO who understands business and wants their business to grow so they can help more people. And one way to do it is to understand the money. All right. Have a fantastic week. And if you want to have this conversation one-on-one with me and see how I can help you grow your business, make more money, and therefore help more people, and also just educate you a little bit more, click a link in the show notes, schedule a free session with me, and let's talk more one-on-one. Okay? Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening today. If this podcast resonated with you, please come back. Also, you can leave a review on whatever platform you're listening. And if you have a suggestion, question, or a topic you would like me to talk about, let's get in touch via email. Email me at maggie at starwaytoleadership.com. See you in the next episode.